Before we get into today's chat, we'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which we record this podcast today, the peoples of the Kulin Nation. As always, we pay our respects to their elders past and present. I don't think as parents we're silly yeah, no, enough. We just true. need to let loose. And I think yeah. Soph and I have spoken about this before, but also like turning things like whether they don't want to brush their teeth or get their nappy changed into a bit of like a funny song. Yeah. And often like <laughs> I've got so many, like my husband and I have so many like ridiculous things that we say and sing. The songs that stick are really funny. Like you make up some random thing and got then some of them about stick. Broccoli too. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> get, gets my four-year-old to eat her broccoli every time. <laughs> Welcome to Talking in Common, a podcast of all things lifestyle, family, relationships, well-being, kids and culture. This is not a how-to, but an insight into the lives of ourselves and others and how we all manage to get by. Hosted by myself, Kate Gadinsky, and my co-host, Sophie Panton. Take a listen and let's find out what we all have in common. A big thank you to today's episode sponsor, our friends at Swiss Wellness, making people around the world healthier and happier. All right, we are back, everyone. Welcome. How are you, Kate? I'm good. How are you, Soph? Very good. Very good. Okay, so today we are joined by the wonderful and full of beans, Katie Thompson. (laughs) Katie is a physical activity coach, an RAP reconciliation action plan champion and business owner. She's the lead contributor and co-creator of the Swiss Girls on Country program. Within this program, she creates strategies to meet the needs of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and the broader community in Alice Springs. She is so full of life and such a vibrant soul, so we're so grateful and delighted to have you with us today. Katie, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. That's a lot to live up to, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) How does it feel being introduced while you're sitting in front of us? (laughs) Yeah, 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 it's a little different. It's it's nice to hear those things said about myself, actually. Yeah, 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 totally. I'll own that. (laughs) You should. So we're so ready to hear you tell us everything that you love about movement and physical education and the outdoors and just what this love does for you and for others. Um, But we'd just like to start by learning more about you and your life and the experiences that have led you to where you are today. Yep, cool. I grew up in New Zealand. I'm a proud Kiwi. They'll never take that out of me, no matter how long I live in Australia. I come from a complex trauma background, which means I had a pretty rough childhood in some ways. And I grew up with my sisters and my brother and with my dad as a solo dad. I'm very blessed in that, that I had these amazing grandparents who lived around four doors down from us. So my life was all outdoors. It was all caving, full driving, camping, abseiling, hiking, everything. I guess what people do on school camps to push them outside of their comfort zones is my childhood. So I was extremely blessed and carried that through into adult life and a love for the outdoors and getting elemental, being out there in nature. And I think that's what's always driven me. I can see the growth, what it brings to you when you are out there and everything's just taking you back to that basics and the less materialistic world and the actual needs you have And then showing the grit that comes when you need it, when you're hiking and you're doing a 30-kilometre hike and you're halfway through and (laughs) you're feeling that kind of like, oh, my I've got blisters or my pants heavy. Why the fuck am I doing this? this? (laughs) Whose idea was this again? Exactly. And and it's so mindful. I think being in the outdoors is so mindful because it just really brings you back into the present moment. You can't 
really be so in your head. So I think I always wanted to help young people experience that and to bring that for young people and that joy and that sense of connection and that like inner knowing of your grit and your determination and who you are. I think I read that you had said that, you know, the outdoors is really healing for you and I love that. And I think naturally people feel that from nature, like, you know, it's very powerful and it is very healing, but how's that sort of directly helped you, do you think? Um, I think because usually when I'm in nature, I'm moving. Yeah. Um, I move a lot. I have one of my... I guess coping mechanisms with complex trauma is I'm a bit of a fidgeter. <laughs> I almost come across ADHD to some people. Okay. I'm like a excessive energy. So yep. I guess moving is a big thing for me. Like I love moving in the outdoors, love hiking and everything in the outdoors involves movement. And I think just being able to connect back into that and bring me, grounding me back into my present body and kind of being aware of how my muscles feel, how everything feels and sharing that experience with others, like connecting with others and a shared experience is so powerful and when you have incredible people in your life you share those moments with then that can help you move forward and grow and heal in that way and nature is so fluid and we are fluid we're always evolving and growing and moving in different ways so I think we have so much we can learn from mother nature absolutely (laughs) need to get out and spend more time in mother nature I think So tell us about the Girls on Country program. What does it entail and how did you become involved in it? So I was an employee of Blue Earth Foundation, which is a not-for-profit charity that does physical activity. And we reached out to Swiss and so we said, let's make a program in Alice Springs. And they said, okay, who needs movement the most? Who needs support the most? So we consulted with a lot of our community, especially our First Nations people. And we said, who needs us? And the... The response was unanimous. It was our young First Nations women. There is so many challenges and obstacles that they face and there's so much disparity in what young males are offered and what young females are offered. Ridiculous. Like, for example, one program, a girl in that program, the people running the program would get $600 per year for that girl. The equivalent program for the male would get $6,000 a year because of the way they had funding Wow. Um, is that so, still the same? Uh, like I think now? it's changed a little bit, but there is still a big disparity. Wow. Um, and there's so Wild. much invested in our young males. Um, not that yeah. they don't deserve it. Don't get me wrong. Everyone yeah. needs to move. But it should yeah. be equal. For but that. it should be equal. Yeah. And our young women have perhaps greater obstacles in front of them than their cohorts. Definitely. So we started off creating a program around physical activity and movement because these young women tend to be a lot more sedentary. Um, They don't move as much. Their life outcomes, their physical well-being is a lot less. For example, in Alice, our renal ward there is probably 95% First Nations people. It's huge. And so we want to get in early and help with the intervention, getting our kids moving more, educating them more about nutrition. So we started a program with these young women in four schools and it was bring them together for days on country to connect them. There's a real bitchiness around female and a a lot of climbing over each other that is kind of, I think... Across social media, it's it's those kind of influences yeah. influence all our young women and okay. and our young men. But yeah. I think that bringing those women back together to help build each other up and showing them how they are similar and what they can do for each other. So we're about to roll over into our fourth year of the program, which is super exciting. We have around sixty five girls this year, 
in four schools and so we what are the ages like the main yeah so over the years it's kind of evolved and we started out with a big age gap probably between 10 and 17 and then we've narrowed it down this year's probably the most narrow it's between about 10 and 13 or 14 we've gone with that age group because girls tend to be a little bit more malleable and open at that younger age yeah they haven't had perhaps as much exposure to social media and those kind of influences. So, and we realised that when you get kids at a younger age, you can make a lifelong difference. (laughs) And so, yeah, we work with the younger girls now and then kind of try and support them through those older years. And we bring them together a couple of times a term on country and we run a camp a term. So, yeah, it's really exciting. Um, We had 103 girls in the program last year, but this year we've really defined it and gone for more of a quality rather than quantity let's really hone in on the difference we can make yeah that's so amazing you would just love them are they really open to it in the in the beginning yeah they are quirky and loud (laughs) and quiet and so like a really a collective group of girls they are so beautiful and the joy they give you and the funny things they say just it's they're just beautiful to be around they really are so inspiring it's oh, yeah. amazing. What are some of the outcomes that you've seen? I mean, yep. you know, I want to I want to ask what are the positive outcomes, but yep. I'm sure there's no, some yeah. negatives as well. What are the um, what are the, the outcomes? The outcomes that you've definitely seen? as moving more. We've seen an increase in the movement and in sort of connecting them with sports mm. um, and getting them sort of connected into more organized sports and also just the connection within themselves. So yep. connecting with culture with language and we had a really powerful talk by Shirlene Campbell who is an amazing powerhouse of a woman and she does a lot of work around healthy and safe families in Alice Springs Mm -hmm. Um, and she came and she did this string exercise where she stood in the middle and held all these pieces of string and all the girls had to hold one and she said no matter where you are or what you're doing you're connected you're connected by your language, by your bloodlines, by your connection to country, you are always connected. And I think it's giving those girls a sense of ownership of who they are and where they come from. And it's really morphed into more of a cultural program. The girls have led us with their with what they want to move into, kind of led by the girls self-identify and sort of follow them and we've done some pretty cool stuff. They must mm. vary a lot, like the different camps that you do then. Yeah, yeah, and the projects. So we did a big mural last year. We did two murals actually at the Purple House and Allied Health, which Shani, who is not one of our girls, but she's connected in that her mum, Naomi, is a big part of Girls on Country. She's one of our big sisters. Yep. And Shani is neurodiverse and she does this amazing digital art. And so she gave us the design and then we then painted it on the wall. And cool. it, it's really beautiful. It really is. And it's stunning. We get comments all the time. So painted murals, did domestic violence workshop camp. I hate using that word. It's very confronting, but we frame it differently, more around healthy relationships, consent. Yeah, and what else we do? So much. Mm-hmm. I, I forget it all when I'm put on the spot, yeah. but there's some amazing, yeah. Later this year we're doing a singing workshop and a voice workshop and camps and everything. Is there much other cultural focus in their education? You know what? It has been a huge improvement, been in Alice 13 years now, and definitely a huge improvement. Coming from a place like New Zealand where we grow up with Māori language is 
uh, in our preschools, in our day our daycares, and you know we sing Maori songs. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've seen a huge improvement. Language is getting taught in the classroom. They have games that are that are taught. They have so much. Yeah, so many cultural activities that are being brought in and highlighting the cultural days like Harmony Day, like National Reconciliation Week, Mm. like NAIDOC Week. Yeah, it's really powerful and I think it's growing. Okay, time for a quick breather. (sighs) We just want to acknowledge the support of our friends at Swiss Wellness for helping us bring this episode to you. Swiss Wellness, making people around the world healthier and happier. Now let's get back to the episode. So Kate and I are both mums and so we always have an invested interest in ways to better our parenting skills or raise (laughs) our children. You have Um, to be curious and explore. Always learning. Yeah, Yeah. or forever learning. Forever learning. And you're talking about a lot of ways that they're learning through play and games and all of that sort of thing. So from your experience and from your educator's perspective, can you tell us a bit more about the impact of kids learning through play? Yeah, definitely. Learning through play is so powerful. Having shared experiences with other kids and with families and building those stronger relationships. And we get Mm. that through sharing experiences. And so moving with our children and helping foster a love of movement in them is so powerful like mm. just showing them the joy and giving them equipment like a bean bag a balloon a ball and letting them explore stop dictating to them how they need to move Do things what the it, defined yeah. way is how we say it has to be yep. definitely let them there's no right or wrong in movement yeah mm. let them just figure let, it out for yeah. themselves mm. yeah let them go crazy and there's been sessions at schools where i've had just about the whole sport's coming out <laughs> and the kids like just running amok and, and playing with all sorts of equipment and getting so much out of it. But if anyone had walked in, it would have looked mm. um, <laughs> chaos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unorganised chaos or yeah. unorganised chaos? <laughs> Scary maybe. <laughs> I feel like I've experienced already with my three-year-old the way that she reacts to me being more playful with her. And yep. even if it's yeah. in more of a disciplinary sense, if I'm trying to set some boundaries and teach yep. her not to do something, if yep. I do that in a fun way, the response that I get from her is so much more positive than if I'm like, I said no, please don't do that. 100%. If I make it into a game. And same with same with even our love and our connection. Yep. You know, if we're having fun and laughing, yep. you know, very often after we have an experience like that, she'll look into my eyes and say, I, I'm getting like, a bit emotional. Oh, cry. <laughs> she'll, she'll look into my eyes and say, I love you. Yep. Often after we've had a really connected moment laughing together. And yep. it is, it is so powerful and I think it's – it takes the stress away too, like yeah. as a you know a busy woman. Yeah, and it takes mom, a pressure. Takes away. that pressure away, and just mm. being silly. I don't think as parents we're silly yeah, no, enough. It's we just true. need to let loose, and that's what I love with working with preschoolers and transitions. You know, and even older kids, it's just being silly, and the kids laughing, and and like I'll be talking about running in a game, and I'll be like, should I run? Looking yep. behind me. Yeah. And they're like, no. And I'm like, should I run looking up? And they're like, no. I'm like, and should I look stuff. at my toes? And they're like laughing and, and they're like, no. And I'm like, well, how should I run? Mm-hmm. But just being silly encourages them to – and asking them to reflect, like asking them, well, how do you think we should run? Like, you know, yeah. or asking them how should we move in this game, giving them ownership, giving yes. them autonomy. Like yes. we can't do that enough. Choice, yeah. yeah. 
so important. I think yeah. Soph and I have spoken about this before, but also like turning things like whether they don't want to brush their teeth or get their nappy changed into a bit of like a funny song. Yeah. And often like I've got so many, like my husband and I have so many like ridiculous things that we say and sing that if someone else was kind of looking from the outside, they'd be like, what is that? But yeah. it translates so well to the kids and they just love it. And 100%. it's a better way to get them on my, board doing those things. My twin sister has one of those songs that yeah. I definitely yeah. know. I was going to say the songs that stick are really funny. Like you make up some random thing and Got then some of them about stick. Broccoli too. Yeah. Oh, really? Get, gets my four-year-old tweet at broccoli every time. My favourite <laughs> So through this amazing work that you do for children and for others, what impact does this have on your own sort of well-being? Yep. I think it's really been powerful working with Blue Earth and then now my own business as well as being affiliate of Blue Earth Foundation. It's helped me to find stillness. My life was really busy and like I said, being very adhd like I'm not, but very like that. That's how my trauma presents. And so help me find stillness and breath. And we do a lot of breath work. We do a lot of yoga, mindfulness. It's been really powerful. A lot of our kids, especially uh, up in Alice, all over the world, there's kids that come from tough backgrounds. Mm. And so any kid, it's really important to find that stillness and find a space where we're comfortable with ourselves and find ways of relaxing our nervous system. And we can do that. We can access it so easily through breath and through mindfulness. Do you find the stillness challenging? Uh, at times. Uh, usually with kids, I'm re- it's really good because I kind of lie there and you have to role model it. Yeah. And so you can't be the one sitting up looking around because yeah. that's what they do. You have to be the first one lying on the floor really still and ignore the noises, ignore the talking and just kind of wait for the calm to settle. We use different things like I have... Rafiki, the man of the Lion King, we pretend to be Rafiki wise and strong and listening to the country sometimes. And other times we make our bodies as heavy as we can. So we're sinking into country. But yeah, there's lots of kind of inviting ways to do it. But yeah, seeing how powerful stillness and breath can be and what it can bring, I think, for every person, for every adult, every child. If you ask me, probably the core skill that I need in my life now, it would be breathing and finding that time to to breathe and just have space for myself. And just be. Yep. And do you get a lot from just the natural environment in Alice Springs? When I visited a few <sighs> years ago, I was just blown away with how grounding and powerful just the landscape was. And, yeah. you know, I've I probably felt the most connected to the country that I live on more than ever before. And I think everybody needs to experience yep. the beautiful, vast landscapes of Australia. It's incredible. It's raw, it's majestic, mm. it's powerful. It's really connected. A lot of our First Nations people up there are really connected to country and you, I think you can really feel that power up there and you can feel you can. at one with it and it does give me enormous energy and a real source of inspiration, yeah. definitely. Yeah. We'd love your perspective a little bit more on the link between physical movement and just the outcomes and what it does for our minds. Physical movement or physical activity, it creates um, pathways in our mind. So it's like little roads. It connects little roads up so we can access information faster. We can store more information. It means that we live longer, which is always great. (laughs) But also we can do amazing things for a lot longer and we can use physical activity to teach pencil skills. We can, those fine motor skills, those gross motor skills, those skills we need for life, core strength. How important is core strength that we just underestimate it? It's useful for everything. Yeah. Um, So by getting our kids moving and building those skills, it's useful in their academic life. It's useful with relationships. There is no 
thing that physical activity is, does not help with in your life. It is probably should be the core focus of your life. Of 360 <laughs> effect on everything, exactly. really. Yeah, yeah you're, you're smarter, you're more powerful, you're stronger, you're more confident and you've just got better outcomes for yourself. You can focus better. You feel like, better after yeah. you just move your body. All those tiny bits running yep. around. Yep. Endorphins. Yep, love those things. You've spoken a little bit about or you've spoken a lot about just the joy of yep. movement and I suppose that's a link as well, you know, if you're – enjoying what you're doing by moving your body it's naturally going to make you feel happier and feel more lively and of course you know hormones and things play a big role into that what is the simple joy of movement doing for us (laughs) (laughs) I think it's the delight in knowing what your own body can do Yeah. yeah I think knowing your own capabilities last year I did a, um, my first ultra marathon I'd never even run a half marathon I had to do a time trial for that which was a half marathon pretty much and I ran 65 k's over the Larapinta trail which if you've ever been wow. on the Larapinta that's that's a lot um, but it was just amazing I wanted to test myself and I think there's it's just the delight in our bodies are like this the most amazing machines mm. we have so much potential and it's tapping into that potential and movement brings that potential out yes. and helps us to unleash our true selves to the yeah. world the Lara Pinter Trail is a really rugged trail. That's yeah. pretty Very hardcore yeah. to run that. <laughs> oh, my God. Feeling, though, that you must have felt of probably going out of your comfort zone a little bit, I'm assuming, and then that feeling of probably satisfaction when you finished at the other end. That yeah, would have so, just been um, I was amazing. doing it with a relay team, so it was four girls, and we did 65Ks roughly each. And then so oh, I was cool. the last one because I was the local. Oh, um, so And so impressive. I had to run from 10 o'clock at night. And so oh, I my ran God, all through, through the, the night, night, which was way better because then at least I just had to focus on where I was yeah. running instead of all those thoughts going through your mind. Yeah. But, um, and maybe yeah, was, not so hot and not as many flies. And it was, yeah, it was beautiful. It <laughs> yeah. really was. So, yeah. yeah, I'm really. I can relate the sort of experience that you're talking about to childbirth because <laughs> I have never been more impressed and proud and mind blown with what my physical body could do to give birth to a child. And I'm not the most sporty or, you know, physically outgoing person like I you know I love to give things a try but I'm certainly not running any marathons <laughs> but I think when we should my, give it a go now though yeah, <laughs> you first <laughs> but when I experienced giving birth for the first time I was just truly in awe of what my physical body could do and I wasn't even trying I, I, I wasn't even like as in as in mentally you know like I wasn't it was a walk in the park was it? no 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 <laughs> I mean reassuring. when I say that I mean I couldn't control it it was yeah. just purely yeah. my physical body yep. taking over and yeah I just felt so elated so so mind-blown like so proud of what our bodies can do it's absolutely incredible we underestimate ourselves so much oh 100 and i saw my twin sister give birth to my niece um and that was an incredible yeah just seeing what her body could do i'm a super mum i don't have a child of my own except for my 17 year old stepson who is my kid yeah um but yeah so i i can't relate to that um, no but what you're talking about like running a marathon and just being you know out of your comfort zone yeah and just so impressed with what what our bodies can do having a 17 year old is a bit like a marathon (laughs) yes fair fair (laughs) we've got a few years to wait till we have 17 year olds we can wait just keep them busy with sport they'll be great teenagers yeah so katie you are so vibrant and energetic does physical movement give you the boost of energy that you need or 
I know you mentioned before about mindfulness and stillness and meditation, but what else do you incorporate into your life to keep you feeling well? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, I get to move all day with kids. That's my job. So I, so when I first meet like a new class, I'm always like, I have the best job in the world. And they're like, why? And I'm like, because I get to play games every day <laughs> with kids. That's my job. And they're like, that's the best job ever. Yeah. Like, yeah, it really is. So I eat well. Um, I try and eat really healthy. I'm a celiac, which makes it kind of easier, I guess. <laughs> and I also try and move a lot. I have three beautiful dogs. So walking them and just making time for myself and my well-being. It's so easy to make excuses to not uh, yep. and to sit on the couch and watch TV with my husband or, you know, but I think we, as families we need to move more. We need to role model for our young people what yep. it looks like to be well, especially with, you know, there's so, so much mental health in our society and I think that moving well and eating well and connecting with people can really work to make a change in that. And so, yeah, just taking time to really invest in, and be with people present in the moment, not on our phones as we mm. talk about. And I just want to ask as well quickly before you finish this up because I'm always so inspired by people who love what they do for work so much. (laughs) And by the sounds of what you've done, you know, you've followed what's, you know, really sort of innate in in your needs, which is the outdoors and and nature and things like that. But apart from just following that and that leading you to where you are, do you have any advice for people that are looking for that sort of connection with their work? <laughs> I think be open, be curious, explore. Yeah. Um, and like find your passion, like really find your passion mm. and follow it. And life, my experience is that life just kind of throws the right thing at me at the right time. I was a hiking guide for a long time and that's how I met the Blue Earth Foundation key people. They came on one of my tours and then they were talking about the work they did, which kind of led to working for them. Um, but I think, yeah, be open, be, mm. be explore different opportunities and get outside of your comfort zone. Like mm. yeah. we don't grow in that space. We just get stagnant. And so to push ourselves out of that space and be uncomfortable, being uncomfortable is good. Not, you know, Absolutely. F- fear is not great, but being uncomfortable is really powerful for yeah. us. Getting comfortable in the uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We've exactly. been talking about, about that. that a bit. Yeah. Getting, not easy to do. No. It's easy to say. That's such great advice. (laughs) Thank you so much, Katie, for joining us today. We're so inspired by all that you do and we really appreciate your time that you've given us. Thank you for having me. It's exciting to be here. It's been an absolute pleasure and I'm feeling more full of beans than ever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready to run a marathon. I'm getting your your energy. Once this baby's out, we're (laughs) signing us up. (laughs) I'm going to hold you to that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you so much. You're amazing. Thanks for your time. No worries. Thank you. That's it for today. Make sure you head to incommonprojects.com.au for the show notes, hit subscribe on your podcast app and follow us on Instagram at Talking In Common or you can check out our Facebook page which is also Talking In Common. Have a lovely day and as always, thanks for listening.